0: Coming up, a sad styles production. Get into it. The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Yeah! Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we review every stunt from every episode, from every movie of the TV show, the TV show, Jackass, whatever. I don't know. Listen, we're at a bit of a loss today because uh, we are missing one of our members and no this is not a Ryan Dunn-style situation. We're not missing him forever. Jay, who usually leads us through the show, is uh, is off for the week. We gave him a little bit of a grace period. He's off to do his, I don't know, whatever his, uh, what do you think he's doing, Chris? Maybe some, maybe yeah, some poo stuff? I,
1: I, well, that's funny, funny you should mention that. I heard in Alberta there was an eruption at a sewage plant, so he wanted to take some vacation <laughs> to go check it out, but um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we got to let the, the poo man
0: live, right? That could be it. You, we do have to legally; we are obligated to let the Pooh man live. Uh, that who you just heard from is Chris Aaronworth. He is my brother. I am Mikey Aaronworth. We are missing Jay, but instead of missing another week, what we want to do is go through and start season two of Jackass. Uh, and season two, obviously, season number two for Jay. This is a big one for him to miss. He loves number two. Uh, I <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself. So I know. It makes
1: could, a does it make it better or worse for you? I love kicking him uh, in when he's down. You way know? better. Way yeah, better. Uh, and so. if, if
0: if you're a listener to this podcast, you'll remember that on the most recent episode as we capped off Jackass the movie uh, in a four-episode stint. It was pretty epic. You, Chris, your laptop ran out of batteries as we were filming, and we yep. finally got to talk some shit uh, about you without you being able to defend yourself, which is always uh, a good time. I loved it. It's so I, frustrating
1: I, going I've... back and listening to it like I'm driving around because I always <laughs> listen to the episode after, and I just like... it makes you mad man you really want to defend yourself especially when you guys are just lying and and you know sullying my name so it's
0: revenge time you know i think we need to change the word sullying in a way because like sully sullenberger did a great he he didn't mess anything up oh the guy his plane from crashing so when we sully something we should start saying that that's like a good thing and what about the unsullied Oh, the Unsullied from Game of Thrones. Yeah. That means they—they're that they're, they were on an airplane. It crashed because Sully wasn't the pilot, and they all lost their genitals as a result. Would you lose your genitals after one night with... Um, Khaleesi? You know what? It's a good question. I would say no. I would say absolutely not uh, because I'm going to want to use those, and, and the implication of just one night means I'd never be able to use it again. There no is an thanks. advantage,
1: though, Mikey. I know we're skipping past the fun fact of the day, but it would have been a great, great thing because... It would have been very convenient not to have your generals in today's first sketch.
0: Oh, that's very true. Now we we'll get into that. I know.
1: I it is actually. I would have skipped over the fun fact of the day, but it's a good one. I just had to take advantage of that perfect segue. That
0: segue was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. But so so let's let's lead into and and you know what we can we can start this conversation over again from the beginning once you give the fact of the day, Chris. This episode was released when and what else happened on that day? It was released
1: on February eighteenth. Wow, I can't even speak today. February 18th of the year 2001. So, this is actually maybe like the most like big fact of the day we've had yet. It's actually kind of ironic okay. too because it's has to do with a similar fashion of actually how Ryan Dunn passed away.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, okay. so
1: a famous person died in a car crash on this day. Do you have any guesses about that, Mikey?
0: A famous fa- person, Paul Walker? No, no, but <laughs> <laughs> family Family man Family Fam- My family saved uh, Paul Walker He's definitely
1: not dead Cause he was, he was Oh in Princess Diana Would it have been Princess no. Diana It was actually in Lock. the uh, It was actually in a car race It was in the Daytona Beach Dale Earnhardt oh, June, D- Dale Earnhardt On his uh on his final lap in the Indy 500. That's what the, that was the day he actually uh, got that crash and died instantly.
0: Dale Earnhardt hit that turn hard as the famous rap song says. Well, good riddance or good riddance. That's a camera line. It. Yeah. It's a camera online. That's a camera a, line I like that. Yeah.
1: Good. Good on you.
0: Um, so Chris, you uh, so geniusly uh, led us into the first sketch. We are taking a look at the cup test. Hey. Where are you going hey. to kick Johnny Oxville at? I'm going to hey, kick
1: him right buy? between the legs. <laughs> oh.
0: This is a great way to start off season two of Jackass. We, as we made our way through season one kind of realized that season one is not as great as we remembered it uh it just has big shoes to fill and it was a lot of the characters or the the actors were still trying to figure themselves out chris what did you think of the cup test did you remember this one from from watching it back in the day
1: i was so excited when i saw this is what was leading off season two i remember this so well the one thing i didn't remember is how many different versions of the cup test they decided to do i saw the kids and i was like oh this is going to be good and that's about it and then it just keeps on going and going. Basically, I would say every criticism and everything that we loved about season 1, like everything's been addressed in this ske- like in the starting off sketch over here. You know they 100%. They they take something it was funny, they decide to build off it, then they build off it, then they keep building off it. The the um, Johnny Knoxville's in moment commentary which he was a little lacking on the first season, is he's back he's back where I remember him being. You know what I mean? Isn't Every- it is
0: crazy how much punishment he takes. <sighs> the worst kind of punishment. And how positive he is the whole time. Because there's one sketch that we're going to be talking about later in this. And I was amazed at how grumpy he was at the end of it I'll get I'll, I'll make a note of it when we get there but this one he's getting kicked in the nuts hitting the nuts and he's laughing about it the whole time and not just the and, and so I was that had me thinking like maybe the the, the cup just protects him a lot better than we think but that's not it because he no. also takes a pool ball to the shin when he tries to there's there's one version of this sketch when they're dropping a pool ball from the top of a of a a, a roof onto just a, a perfect top Target of his jock strap. they miss so they toss the pool ball back up it hits him on the shin and cracks his skin open and he's still laughing like that is maniacal I don't care who you
1: are there's like the two most painful things in the world are getting dinged in the shin and like stubbing your toe <laughs> <laughs> like you could be the, like a 500 pound muscle maniac. And if you get a little ding on the shin, you're crying like a baby. I have no it idea so bad how much that would hurt and how he was just so he, he thought it was funny. And it absolutely was hilarious. It, and, he, it, and,
0: and it's it's so right because you mentioned that we had this period in Jackass one season one where he just wasn't bringing his charisma to a lot of the sketches. And now he's learning how to talk his way through the pain. And that is, I think, what brings this over the top and his stardom over the top as well.
1: Yeah, I was one of the things I was thinking about the first the first bit of it. So it does go into a few different things. It starts off with kids.
0: Yeah, let's let's go through it one by one. So we start off, you we we meet a bunch of kids. They're standing in line and getting sort of a pep talk on what to do. Uh and essentially they're just lining up to kick Johnny in the nuts. It's, and am I wrong in assuming that these parents are the worst people in the world? I was
1: that's all I wanted to say about that first part is like Imagine answering that casting call like these parents are just sitting on yes. the back pages of some newspaper like we need kids to kick a grown man in the nuts. Like, yeah, if, if that's not a red flag, I don't really know what is. And it's funny because I don't even know if this skit would be able to, you know, with sensitivities to different things these days. Like there's something weird about little kids kicking a guy in the dick. Right. But if it, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> It worked so well in the skit, and I'm happy that they got it done before now. Nowadays, I don't think you'd be able to do something like that. But what what is wrong with yeah. those parents?
0: He honestly, they could have had another line in that uh, uh, the the casting call, and it could have said parents can't attend, and those parents still would have sent their kids to it. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like they don't fucking care. So we start with them. The kids kick him in the nuts. Johnny takes it like a champ. He claims that they can get into uh, in underneath his nether regions in the perennium. Uh, what was another name? You of know, the
1: perennium, the fleshy fun bridge.
0: The, the fleshy fun <laughs> bridge, yeah, that was, that was from from uh, Jackass the movie when they're using the, the doctor host. We the got basically stimulator. every one of those names names us. Uh, that was amazing, now. amazing. Uh, then they go, uh, this was kind of a weird move, but they went to a tennis ball machine, which I'm thinking this one can't be as bad as getting kicked in the nuts, right? It's aimed right at his crotch. It looks more painful when there's a miss shot and it hits him in the chest.
1: Yeah, it's it, the order of this in a few different circumstances seemed like it didn't necessarily go from easiest I, to hardest. I totally agree. But it's
0: almost like they, they wanted to. Set the bar high, then give you a palate cleanser of something that's funny but not painful, and then painful again, and then funny. So they go from the tennis balls then to the croquet, uh, this and was, it's I think amazing. Was one
1: of my favorites, the croquet.
0: This was so funny because there's so many good interactions too, and it uh. starts off where they 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 do this really funny thing of showing what the shot is going to look like, and they often use it against like a melon or a piece of fruit or something. And as soon as I I believe it's uh, it's it's Jeff Tremaine who's who's doing it, he swings it, and you just hear Johnny say
1: you don't have to swing that hard
0: but that's the best part
1: is johnny's johnny's tone changes the more punishment he takes he starts yes. off being like i swear if you miss me this next time i'm gonna yeah. punch you in the face and you could tell he's nervous and is hurting him he takes a few of them and then he's like all right let's do one more and you better not swing like a girl this time like after yes. all that like his his yes. ability to bounce back and and take it and then you know you could tell he was getting a little frustrated or a little nervous at the beginning and then Just that that audacity of him to be able to bounce back. And and I would never... Someone's about to smash a croquet. I also... Big, huge credits for Johnny for taking the time to put the little croquet gate up right before every shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's That's those little subtleties touch. that are so the perfect. The little gate
0: where the balls have to go underneath and it, it goes right into his crotch. Uh, you know, he, he's even in the midst of it making jokes like when you follow through, follow through with the head towards my crotch as though he's like instructing him on like, like make sure your follow throughs is great. Um, I literally had a note that said, how is Johnny remaining funny? Because he he he's such a trooper in this one. We move then to the sledgehammer and the opening is it shows... Showing that the sledgehammer annihilates a, can- uh, what is it, a oh, cantaloupe, I guess, that they're using, like or a that. melon or something? Yeah. Fucking A. That, that just looks, so they hang, they suspend <laughs> a a sledgehammer from a string so that it's always going to fall and land in the same spot. And they you start kind of low. And e- you hope, yeah. <laughs> right. It starts low, but it still looks like it's 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 painful even when it's only like a 35 degree angle and it's only got a couple feet to swing by the end of it they're higher with that sledgehammer they're holding it higher up than they did when it broke the melon so this is no fucking joke
1: yeah it's it, it's funny because i you know you're like okay surely that's enough you know like they've done enough and at least two or three more times they bring it again the paintball it's another yeah. one that seems like it's going down the, the the radar a little bit but you you see the the, the marks that those things leave i've never played paintball and i'm sure when you do and you're getting hit it's from more of a distance cuz i don't think a lot of people could take that type of punishment and you see in a lot of these things they always do paintballs and people are really not happy about it it must really hurt paint
0: paintballs are are no fucking joke i've been paintballing a couple times and i went on the day where like these fucking veterans with scoped paintballs <laughs> came it was miserable like i had to dive i was the last person there and i almost just thought about like committing hari curry like killing myself or like shooting myself in the head so i didn't have to deal with the anticipation and i knew i had to get from one area to the other I I did a running sprint dove out from cover and the guy beamed me right in the head and i got shot in the head because there's no protection back there i got shot in the head four times that day and oh, i had geez. these big egg lumps on there and that's from across the thing so right in front that's got to fucking hurt even though it probably didn't hurt the jock i did like that interaction and then you have what probably is my favorite part is the pool ball with johnny it's, knoxville it's and impressive. his rag tag thrown together protection where he's got three pillows <laughs> strapped to the top of his Dude, head that be- kill you if that hit you in the head.
1: I don't even know what those pillows would really do even that really, Those
0: wouldn't do shit. They and wouldn't do shit.
1: How, like, how did Jeff... Like, think about how many times you would think it would take to drop that perfect fucking drop and he nailed it perfectly. It seemed like the first or second time or the second time. It was, it,
0: I mean, unless they cut a lot of them out, but yeah, it looked like the second time. It was really well done by Jeff. I mean, I found that hilarious. I remember as a kid, the funniest moment in this episode was when they try to toss the ball up, as I mentioned earlier, and it falls back and it hits Johnny in the shin. Oh uh, that was just so fucking like what icing on the cake. You're only expecting to feel pain. Everything is protected except his shins. And that's where it hits when they're trying to throw it completely away from him uh and then they just start being him beaming him with uh with with some eggs as they go yeah that that precision like you said of jeff to drop it right on his nuts though was was something i remembered so well do you do you have one of these that stood out to you as the one you would want to do the least
1: the one i would want to do least for sure is the last one because there's just so much room for the the pool ball like the pool ball like it just like i it, it would be so difficult to even get it right, I would assume that it's going to take probably 20 tries and just the anticipation, if it hits you in the head, I don't care if you have pillows on there. That could like, you know, screw a few vertebraes up in your neck or a few discs in your neck. That shin is just that oh looks my brutal. God. I don't I that's by far the one I'd want to do the least. There's just too much room for error.
0: Uh, I, I would say though the sledgehammer there's it, it, for the opposite reason. It, you are so clearly getting beaned in the nuts as hard as you fucking can and there's no there's no <laughs> anticipation. When honestly when they were holding it up at its highest its highest rate and or its highest distance, I, I never felt a stunt so much as I felt that I had like the feeling of going on a roller coaster, that anticipation and the thud it makes when it hits them. I literally felt that lower stomach pain uh, that you get when you get kicked mm-hmm. in the nuts. That was fucking brutal. Chris, why don't you take us into your review of of this one out of 10?
1: Uh, honestly, I have to do it. It's a straight 10 out of 10 for me. It oh, answered, amazing. It's answered every question, anything that I was a little unhappy about in previous stunts. It, it, it just hit every note. It was funny. They're improvising. They were. They kept adding new aspects to it. You know the reactions were really good. Johnny's showmanship was as good as I've seen so far, other than the movie. As we're coming up into this, Um, I I can't really give it anything less. It's just it was basically everything that we asked for. It's almost like they took our criticisms and implemented it on this stunt.
0: It it really it answers every criticism we had. I I I'm very close to you I'm not giving it a straight 10 I'm giving it a nine and a half it just for some reason didn't land quite as well as I remember as a kid as a kid this was a straight 10 it may have been one of my favorite ones ever Uh, there was something about it that I was just holding back a little bit I'm not sure why uh, but nine and a half, still a very good score. Uh, so let's move on from there. We move from the back alley into an interstitial where uh, this is maybe the most uh, <laughs> memorable interstitial I have. I thought this was from the movie. We have Fat Lip, who we haven't seen to date. And he's going down on one of the escalators. He, you know, as a kid, like you'd have these long railings and you'd sit on them and they'd kind of take you down and, and you'd you'd bail at about the halfway point or grab onto the railing to slow yourself down. He doesn't. He goes in, commits Pulled the whole way. Sand. And it's like there's a ramp at the end of the fucking escalator. It, it he gets them. shot in the air. The only reason why that wasn't as
1: good for me is because in person, Mikey, we saw a way sicker version of that. And in, in, oh. in the railing. <laughs> we're in like Cabo somewhere, and we're at this hotel, and there was just like three story like railing. And we are all having some drinks. And this is like a at the time probably what a this is dad's fortieth birthday. 50th, I guess. 50th birthday. 50th. Yeah. So this guy's probably what forty two? Yeah, somewhere Somewhere around there. Around yeah. there. And we're just having some drinks, and we everybody's been eyeing this up. Like, we're just – everyone's been thinking about it. No one says anything, and sure enough, he just goes down and slides down this thing. Like, easily could have died. Like, easily, it's, it's, easily could have There's a mountainside just, on one
0: side of it, yeah, and there's no railings. It's just the railing to a staircase, and it's not yeah. very thick. And he goes down it – I remember everyone just being like – don't do it. No, like he's a little child, and then he just looks up at us, giggles, and then just lets go and slides and his way and down. And once you start
1: going, there's no way to slow yourself down. You just exactly. have to just hope for the best. And he flew off the end of it. That was a good one, but anyways. yeah, this
0: this was fun. This was a fun interstitial, and we moved from there into. I'm going to call this maybe the most endearing sketch of the, of the episode, uh, the hockey fight. We have Bam Margera and Deco, and they're getting ready to come onto the rink, disrupt whatever looks like a beer league hockey game or something along those lines, uh, and just kick the shit out of each other. And we start off with Bam chasing Deco saying... yo! Get your ass back here, you Hattrick-ass bitch, which is probably <laughs> the greatest line I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Well, I was watching this, and I was like, I, in my notes, I'm like, they clearly have no idea how to skate. It's hard enough to yes. fight. It's hard enough to fight on skates, but fighting on skates, not knowing how to skate. But it dawned on me. Remember when Bam was pretending to be a bad skateboarder?
0: Oh. And I'm
1: wondering if if he actually is so good at skating That he's able to make it do his bam thing and make it actually look like he doesn't know to skate because there's certain moments where they're hanging on in the fight, which I don't think they'd be able to do otherwise. And I really think he was selling us on that. We we expect that from him on the skateboard because we know what he's capable of, but he's so good at selling it. If we didn't know he was a skateboarder, would we think he was a bad skateboarder?
0: That's a good point, and he's from Philadelphia. You know, a lot of people think that you cross that border. We're recording, obviously, from Canada. Uh, when you cross that border into the U.S., hockey is just—you know—they're illiterate in hockey. But Philadelphia is a big hockey town. There's a good chance that he knows how to skate. It's got its winters. Yeah, yeah.
1: people don't just have like even even though I know this is a show now it has more of a budget. Like, if you don't play hockey, like I, I just can't see them going out buying full-on hockey equipment. Yeah, you know it's expensive, but you know you're looking at thousands of dollars of pads. And it's just something that like. If you don't play hockey, you wouldn't think to get on the ice in full hockey gear. I can't see it. And they all seem to have that gear. So I'm kind of thinking that they... They tried to pull one over our head over here and did a really good that's job. That's actually,
0: it. that's not a bad idea. I could, I could 100% see that. Uh, I think, I think as much as I enjoyed it, the crowd enjoyed it way more because they're almost like Alter. that is a Philly crowd, like straight from the bar mm-hmm. that they shoot. It's always sunny in Philadelphia from like they are raucous <laughs> and ready to go. They're banging on the glass. And it's so funny because at a certain point, you know, whatever, Bam and Deco are kicking the shit out of each other. There's not much more to say there. But the, the, uh, helpers or coaches or whomever, the adults in the, in the arena, mosey on onto the rink to drag these guys off. Literally, they they drag Bam by his skates off. (laughs) And you can tell there's this hesitance to be like, listen, that was fun, guys. Now we have to do this. Now we have to pull you off. Like no one seemed mad. That's what I loved Mm -hmm. so much about this one. It was just like everyone loves hockey fights. It reminds me kind of when they did the uh, the jousting, like the medieval jousting on a football field. And all the players are like, yeah, we are full of testosterone right now. Beat the shit out of each other for us. It was good. Uh, do you want to give this one a quick rating, Chris? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um,
1: I'm I'm going a five out of ten.
0: Oh, that's it, eh?
1: Yeah, it it like I I liked it. It was good. It just it didn't really have a jackass feel to it. I guess is mm. what I could say. And I know I know like exactly what they did. I liked how the audience was into it. It gave if someone at a beer league a fun day, but it just didn't really pop for me. I don't really know what fair. else to say.
0: I, I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. I just found it a little bit more endearing. For whatever reason, I don't really know why, but I, I did have some fun with it. I liked the way the, the fact that no one was a victim in it. The audience was in on it. And we do see the hockey stuff come back uh, more and more in this episode and in some interstitials, and we'll get to that when it comes up to it. But that whole theme, the idea of people fully dressed in hockey gear, keep beating the shit out of each other, I actually really liked. And uh, Jay texted me, uh, he's giving this one uh sorry he also gave the uh the cup test he texted me as well he's giving that one a uh uh 2 weird a 2 out of 10
1: Jay he always lets us down eh even though he's you'd think he would be happy and a little bit more lenient when he's just basking in the uh the sewage explosion of Alberta of 2021 I know
0: you would think he'd love it maybe he's distracted and then the hockey fight he's giving a a, a 2.2 oh hmm Interesting. Oh, twos.
1: Oh, interesting trend twos. there. I'm starting to notice. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's just texting me as we go. Uh, I'm just kind of messaging him and letting him know where we are. <laughs> we move
1: straight to- the yeah. best interstitial ever. To, yeah. T-
0: tell us what tell us what happens in this one, Chris.
1: It is really complicated. It's very well thought out. Um, you know, there's like, obviously this was planned for months. And, uh, you know, there was a, some horses or goats or something. I think it was goats. And- uh, I think it was know, goats. Dunn just rips a fart on a goat. That is that. Yeah. <laughs> And it was fucking Say no awesome. more.
0: It was the best. Dunn rips a fart on a goat. I'm always willing to see that. Maybe Ryan Dunn's shining moment thus far in the TV series. Oh, shut and up! And we move on to we move, on to. we move on to. move on to. Margera doing one of my uh, favorite Bam Margera moments with his uh, with his parents. This one. In this one, we call it the Plunger Wake Up. He's got a ton of props ready to wake the fuck up. Out of Phil, uh, and he succeeds at it. The best part about this one is we see, you know, we, we talk about how the Jackass crew is getting better at filming their own stunts and, and making it more like art house almost, and we've got the camera set up. Phil is half of the screen, as he is every time he's on screen because he's a massive human being. But he's snoring, he's sleeping, his hair is everywhere, and I mean all over his body. Uh, and in the background, you see Bam showing to the camera all of the little <laughs> props he's going to use. He's got a stereo, he's got a plunger, he's got a pot and pan, and the anticipation building up. It, I was so fucking giddy watching this one. Did you remember this one yeah. when you were watching it at the, for, for the first I, time?
1: I, I loved it, and the, but the one thing I was I could not shake my mind from thinking about is like, you know, Bam didn't. Like take the time to wash that plunger, and we also know from our last episode, <laughs> Phil is a newspaper shitter, and anybody that's a newspaper shitter has had to use the plunger on numerous occasions. So that's a good point. So I just was thinking about the fact that like if he's taking the time to like really fucking sit, and read the newspaper, and use that toilet properly. That plunger is just fucking filthy. And it just gets a really good suction when he pulls it off. It was just... And, Way better and like, than I would have thought. Yeah, right? He's like, what the hell was that? Like, he didn't even understand what happened. You know when you wake up and you're just, like, out of, like, a panic and you don't even know where you are? Imagine just having a plunger suck on your face. <sighs>
0: Before and right before Bam sets up the stereo, the stereo goes off, he bangs a pot and pan, and then he plunges it. And, uh, and like you said, uh, uh, uh Phil wakes up and his he says, yeah, In his perfect Peter Griffin impression, he just turns into Peter Griffin. Like, where did that come from? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god i never even put those two together and i'm just i'm picturing i I don't know if i'm picturing phil with peter griffin's body or peter griffin with phil's body (laughs) but it's basically the same
0: thing (laughs) it's it 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 never occurred to me either until i heard if you if my eyes were closed i would have assumed that i was watching a family guy scene because that's what it sounds like so we move from the bedroom of Phil into a uh, just a cafe in the daytime in the middle of nowhere uh, where we already have Brandon DiCamillo uh, standing in the middle of this in full hockey gear. I check to see he is wearing skate guards so they're not scuffing up the floor oh, of this very, place. very thoughtful of uh, him. Yeah, right, right. Bam Margera comes on in, uh, busts his way in, and they just erupt in a fight. Uh, Again, this one is is funny to me because what are people thinking when one person walks into the cafe as though... He's innocently going to order a coffee dressed in full hockey gear. And then I'm assuming two minutes later, Bam comes in and starts kicking the shit out of him. At that point, I'm assuming they know they're on a prank show. But this this all in all was just a, a funny scene to watch, I thought. Well, it
1: is America. And I think probably a lot of people out there, as much as like Philly is a hockey state. I'm sure enough people in that coffee shop just like, you know, I'm sure they've seen like guys in football garb going to grab a quick drink before there. So they might not even really think that was weird, maybe. Or maybe I
0: don't know. Maybe it's, yeah, no, it's a bit of a stretch. No. It's fucking he's, weird. In, he's literally has <laughs> skates on. He's not walking out from the locker room, but like <laughs> Dude, I think he even has like his stick, like his sticks and stuff. With <laughs> yeah, it. Like fair enough. How badly do you need a coffee? Yeah, you're like, yo, it's this. It's the first intermission. I can't take my skates off, but I do want to go to the coffee skates shop. Right are right. Really hard
1: to tie up. If I, now ever since 100%, my parents, my dad wants to do them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we move from the cafe into uh, an open field where we meet Aaron McGahey, the human bullseye. I'm Aaron.
1: And this is human bullseye. Oh.
0: Getting ready to take a bunch of shit to the chest. Uh, not in the way Jay likes to do it. Uh, just a bunch of shit to the chest, like baseballs, footballs, uh, drop fruits, kicks. vegetables, <laughs> drop kicks. Uh, this one I remember really well. And it, it, it features pretty prominently in the new intro for season two of jackass, where Aaron takes the drop kick. That's probably my favorite part of this one. Um, The thing that stood out to me most in this one is that four out of five times they don't hit his chest.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. They don't hit
0: the target. It's all on his goddamn head. Thank God he's wearing a helmet.
1: What would be the one that you wouldn't want to do the most now that we're on that trend of asking that question? Dude, it's the baseball. 100%. The the, the baseball, 100%. So scary.
0: Everyone who is everyone who has played baseball has had that moment where you see it flying towards you, and you just you've never you've never had so many thoughts in so little an amount of time, and that that feeling if you've ever taken a baseball to a helmet, it is a sickening feeling. I don't care how much protection there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Aaron takes a couple of them. You know, he's a trooper about this one. The funniest part of this one, though, is when they start to throw the fruits. I was, at him. That, I'm so and glad you said and that. They're busting up on on his uh, like I know it's not gonna hurt him, but the 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 fact that they're breaking on his uh, the the cage on his helmet and spraying into his face that's really fucking funny.
1: It's it's like they realized nothing was really crazy was happening with the other stuff. Yeah, and they're like, uh, we gotta like make this funnier somehow. And they know that yes. when those fruits, like it's like probably like tomatoes, when they hit the grade of the, it wasn't like a, like a face shield, it was like a graded helmet. Yeah. So it just like explodes in his face. Like a caged hockey yeah, helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's definitely what uh, was like the saving grace for the skit for me. The other ones are funny, that and the drop kick, but uh, I just, yeah. it, it just, he just looked so pelted. And like when he took off his helmet, he kind of says at the end, you know, like I'm the human target or whatever it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I've been hissed, kicked, bruised from the bullseye. I don't know, it just worked because of those, like, extra, you know, all the fruit rubbish on his face and things along those lines.
0: Now, the, the, the problem with this episode is we have quite a few uh, uh, sketches where there's just a lot of things happening without much personality, and and this is one of them that I want to move past without a rating as well, because there are a few of them where we just get into stunts with without much commentary, and I'm I'm sorry, Danger Aaron, I know you don't feature as prominently in, in the show as some of these other guys, but I don't even know what I'd say about this one, apart from it was funny to watch someone get hit a bunch, but it's, it's quite unoriginal apart from the fact that he has a bullseye on his chest, so... Let's move on to one which I found incredibly original. I got, this one made me giddy. I think partly because, and this is what I was referring to earlier, Johnny Knoxville as one of the stars of this one and Wee Man as as sort of the catalyst. Uh, Johnny is fucking miserable about this one and it looks so simple. We go into the human red carpet. Hello, I'm Giant Knoxville and I'm a human red carpet. Uh, which has Wee Man dressed up as a kid. In the
1: cutest suit I've
0: ever seen, first of all. It's so cute. so cute. Where do
1: they get that? Where do they get it that? Just, it fits perfectly. The little baggy little pants, so they're tucked in the sock. There's <laughs> a little crown. It's just like. <laughs> I just wanted a hug from him, to be honest.
0: Honestly, I would take that hug, and, and I, I hopefully he would give one, but uh, uh, he he wasn't going to get a hug from Johnny Knoxville on this one, that's for sure, because Johnny seemed pretty pissed at him, even though Wee Man wasn't really doing anything. Um, we have uh, Johnny Knoxville inside the rolled-up red carpet, and Wee Man unrolling it on things like... Uh, stairs, hills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the best part about it is the like. I know the stairs when he st- sits from the top of the stairs and unrolls it. You don't get quite as much of like the quick unrolling as you do when they just do it on an open hill. But the fact that it's so slow and he's walking and they down. keep cutting.
1: Like, he's walking yes. on top of it, like, as if he is, like, it, that it, it that landed to me better than the fast unroll, personally. I,
0: I agree. I totally agree. I feel like when they were filming it, they thought, God, this isn't fast enough. This isn't what we thought. Because he's getting kind of tangled up in the side as, as the thing's getting unrolled. But I thought the slow moving, especially this, this to me was one of the funniest parts of the episode. I don't know why it tickled me so much. But... As he's getting unrolled on the stairs and it's going slow and he's bouncing from one step to another, you don't hear anything except him going. (laughs) 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 And that to me was fucking amazing. I just, it it was so subtle. And then uh, as it unrolls, finally, you hear Spike Jones, who is... Featuring that Spike Jones Jones in the camera, he Uh. he has a couple moments in this where he's just being an antagonistic piece of shit, uh, and Mm -hmm. and just kind of egging everyone on. And he says to Wee Man, "Hit him in the nuts uh, after it's all done." And Wee Man, using his scepter, so nice touch, smacks Mm -hmm. Johnny Knoxville in the nuts as though as though he hasn't had enough nut punishment for the day. uh, And then they're on their merry way. And it's after the the hill that he gets unrolled. Did you notice how pissed off Johnny was?
1: Yeah, well, that's the funny... Th- oh, I I just want to go back to that other thing first because it was like... as I think that they didn't realize how well that footage was going to translate totally, when they going down the totally. stairs. And then they're like, shit, we got to, like, make something out of this. So he's like, hit him in the nuts! Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's in the most jackass fashion, like, what can we do to make something better? A nut shot. Yes. And, uh... And Johnny's like when it happened, he's like, don't fucking do that again. And then when he when when they go down the other hill and he Johnny was clearly pissed. He must have been hung over or something. I mean oh, that, that's, a that's good that point. would make a lot of sense. Yes. Spinning around and being wrapped up in that, you're hot. You just don't want to deal with that. But they had this like standoff moment that was my favorite part of the sketch where he goes to go hit him in the nuts and Johnny's like if you hit me in the nuts, I'm gonna fucking punch you. Yes, like in the most serious tone I've seen Johnny, maybe in this entire series so far. Yeah, and Wee Man has a scepter up, and you can see the wheels spinning in his head. He's like <laughs> weighing the pros and cons. He's like, I because he told me not to. I really want to hit yeah. him, but like I could tell he's serious, and I don't think I could run away fast enough, and I, I don't really want to take the the the. Um, I don't want to have the causes of, uh, or I can't think of the word, whatever. I'm well, a fucking idiot. E-
0: either way, it's 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 so funny because he looks, we Man looks straight to the camera as if to say like, you guys give me permission and I'll do it. But if not, and this would, <laughs> that, at that moment, it's really clear that like, what Johnny says goes. Like if he's not into it, too mm-hmm. bad. Like I think they can tell when it's funny to him and when it's not. And and he, this was not funny to him. I was as I was watching it. I'm like, fuck! He just got kicked in the nuts by hitting the nuts by a sledgehammer and getting mm-hmm. rolled down in a carpet is what what sets him off. And he says, what? and you hear this at the very last line of this entire episode after the credits. He says, "This is the worst idea on Jackass history." Like he really did not like this.
1: Yeah, I think for sure he was hungover. But the other thing that goes to show is like, like you said, like what he says goes. And it's not in, like, a dictatorship type of way where it's, like, I'm the star and this and this. Like, he's earned his stripes. Yeah, 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 yeah. when So when you go about, especially with this group of people, if you haven't earned your stripes and you start acting like that, you are going to get worse punishment for it. But people understand him and know... It's like that person that never really gets mad and you know, like they're the nicest person alive. And then when they yell at you, you're like, oh shit, I fucked up. Yes. And you start self-reflecting where someone that always gets mad, you start to blame them and think that they're an asshole. So he's definitely earned the ability to do that. And you just know he's probably just having a really shit day and. You know when to back off.
0: I loved, I loved that about it. I love that there were some inner politics. I love the concept. I love the way it played out. This one to me was just so much fucking fun, and I don't know if it landed as well for other people, but I'm giving this one an eight and a half out of ten. Uh, th- I was laughing the whole time, in part just because of how fucking dumb it was to listen to thirty seconds of audio of. <coughs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah, Fucking he was great man. for sure. Loved it, loved I pretty, it. He probably puked in there at some point. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: what you that's giving, what so pissed. What are you giving this one? Uh, I'm gonna go with a seven out of ten. Okay, I, I liked it. It had its things. Um, there was a few saving moments. Like it wasn't real. Nothing was really crazy about it, which would have bumped it up significantly, significantly for me. But um, yeah, I just it, it 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 was seven out of ten is a great score. It just uh, it it, something was missing that would have put it over the top to that like legendary score. I
0: I also I totally understand that. I think I think that's completely fair. Uh, For some reason, it just hit me in the right way. Jay texted me on this one. Uh, He's giving this one a a a number two out of ten. He says so that's a weird one. He specified number two out of ten. Pretty consistent scores from him on this side. But we'll move on then uh, to one where I expected a lot more from this one coming up. Uh, I know I think Chris, you're a big fan of it. It's San Francisco snowboarding featuring Mikey LeBlanc J2 who can forget J2 and Dave England the one and only uh, Chris what did you think of San Francisco snowboarding and give us a little uh, breakdown of what happened
1: in my notes over here I literally just have so good that's the only thing I wrote down <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just hit it just the tone of it hit it was like back to those old ones but I love snowboarding like snowboarding is like one of my favorite
0: things in the world um, ah, see, that's so interesting that you say that like, like to me, I would point to the fact that you say so good. Like if you tell me Dave England is in a sketch where he dresses up as a 1980s era ski head snowboarding through the streets of dry San Francisco, uh, I would have been like, so good. That's it. That's all I need. I was very let down though. And I would point to the fact that you didn't have any specific notes by the fact that there wasn't anything specifically good about yeah. it. Yeah. This was more of, like, it was, I'll give it this. It was impressive. They made some cool stunts, especially the last mm-hmm. one. Uh, I think it's 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 either Mikey LeBlanc or J2. I can't remember. Who can forget J2, though? Rest in peace. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. But he's on his <laughs> skateboard, rides his skateboard up to a rail, jump, like, like, all he's off the skateboard while he's on his snowboard on top of it, and then grinds down a rail. Takes a that was fucking perfectly. sick. That was sick. And Dave Englund loses his shit. But apart from that, why didn't we get any commentary from Dave Englund on this? I, I one? De- why wasn't this why wasn't this uh urban kayaking part two? I
1: that's hundred percent what it's missing. Like I think because I've gotten that before, I almost allowed that previous commentary to fill in those gaps because I was just enjoying just watching it. It was funny. Yeah. It was like I just think about it, I'm like when you're snowboarding you get an edge and you could tell every time they tried to turn when it was on straight cement, you just don't get an edge, oh, yeah. so you just fall. And when they're going down through the trees, they started kind of finding different ways to make it work a little bit better. I just I it's not that it's the skit was that great for me. It was just I pictured myself in their shoes having fun doing that for the day, just spending totally, a day to do totally. that. And,
0: and that's a big part of Jackass. That's a big part of Jackass is, is being like, I would fucking love to be with these people right now, even though I would get the shit kicked out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you then start and give this one a, a rating? Because it seems like you're a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, uh, happier with it than I was. Yeah, I'm just
1: giving it a six out of ten. Like I, I don't need everything okay, to fair. be an absolute banger of a sketch. I, sometimes I just need the feel. It had a, it was a good little break up in between what was else was going on in it. And as much as I said so good, like I'm, I don't know if people are expecting a higher score, but it just. It just had a great feel. It didn't really have that much else, but I just really enjoyed it. No, no,
0: I think that's totally fair. I think so good for what it was is 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 totally fine. Uh, I'm giving this one a four out of ten. My usual standard is a a good premise that doesn't quite live up to it, loses points. Good premise on its own is a five, so this one's a four. Would have loved to go and see some more of uh, of uh, of Dave England, you know, being that kind of like super eager person about you know bringing urban uh, uh, or San Francisco snowboarding to the X Games or something like that. It was
1: definitely lacking there i totally agree
0: that would be great uh uh so jay messages me on this one he's giving this one a poo out of 10 um so we can move on from there and we move oh, uh- Sorry? two out of ten? A two out of ten? A poo out of ten. A poo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't need numbers. Did we specify that? We should have brought this up in episode yeah. one, but we had this conversation. We don't need numbers. I feel
1: like he's going to just go straight to colors after the next one. Uh, I,
0: I, colors are concepts. I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be like, there will be blood mm. out of 13. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> 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 oh, um, my
1: goodness. That's a... <laughs> Um, why did i just picture him shitting with like that
0: big mustache <laughs> from that movie
1: <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> that's
0: that's when i take a shit i've got hemorrhoids up the wazoo i mean that quite literally um we move from san francisco snowboarding to motocross mayhem in the desert uh with weeman and preston Lacey. and today we're gonna do some daredevil motocross um, ride. preston not quite motocross though they've got him on a quad <laughs> and it's so sad <laughs>
1: They've got. I'm. I'm just happy he wasn't on a on a, a like a proper motocross.
0: Just well, they have we They have we men on like a pocket bike, a little pocket bike, which is well, kind of fitting. I was
1: thinking about that, but you call it a pocket bike, but like literally, I actually mean this in the most literal sense. Is a mini bike for a mini person just a bike? Like, is he just straight up riding a dirt bike? Like, he couldn't. Like, it'd be the same thing. No? It should
0: be. I think they did this right? well. I don't know. Could his legs reach? This is not making a joke. But could his legs reach the pedals? <laughs> no,
1: that's well that's why it's just like that's his size bike no no you know? I think like, yeah. It's honestly, not like it's that, a
0: mini bike yeah yeah I mean it's it just is like to,
1: that, they, if they had to build him a custom bike it would just be what we would call a mini bike if, so, if
0: Preston were to sit down on that bike though it would go missing for three days like yeah, we would just, ne- no, we'd never see, it, asshole. It. We'd never see would just, it again he
1: would just fucking suitcase the shit out of that he fucking smuggle that thing into jail
0: <laughs> it would be the it would be the follow up imagine fucking
1: going into jail and fucking someone sm- someone's riding around in a motocross bike like, how the hell they what's, get that one what's
0: that Steve McQueen movie the great escape when he escapes from a concentration camp on a motorcycle? that's how it happened he smuggled it it's, this this could be the sequel to uh the Ryan Dunn car up the ass but this one was actually by accident actually yeah um yeah. Uh, i don't i don't think we need to give this one a rating uh cuz nothing no, no. happens except the the, the most notable oh, thing oh, so is we that man is we died, man almost man. dies
1: man. yes exactly he, like legitimately almost dies almost he gets crushed and handles it well it is laughed
0: yeah um Speaking of almost dying, um, I think many of us would almost die if you put us in front of a police dog that has been trained, not necessarily to go for your nuts, but some of these police dogs have a tendency to do so according to the uh, Jean-Claude Ballou, the uh, dog master, as we follow uh, Chris Pontius and Johnny Knoxville into this sketch with Pontius dressed up as a bunny, but not Bunny the lifeguard, maybe a distant relative of some sort. What were your first thoughts, Chris, when when you realized we were getting a Sketch with Chris Pontius uh, that had to do with animals. No one's wilder than the Wild Boys. <laughs> <laughs> now that said,
1: that said, I, how did this one shape up for you? So here's the thing: like, I honestly think out of all the sketches that people do in Jackass, I I would I would it sounds so dumb, and I know it's a dumb answer, but I'd probably rather do a bull sketch than than a, an attack dog sketch. Those dogs scare the shit out of me. They're so fast and agile like i i think it's just like a myth in my head i'm like all you need is a freaking little red red t-shirt and the bull's not gonna be able to hit you you know like whatever do a little dance those guys aren't so fucking skilled but but those dogs man especially running in a big suit like that like i don't know that that's that's especially that dog trainer like even when the dog was getting him he was just letting him go normally you watch these kind of things and they like pull the dog off quick or they're there and i'm like you could tell the dog was getting extra riled up yeah um and the uh, to me the the absolute best part about this whole thing is is and I hope it wasn't like a dub over, but I don't think it was. I think he just had a I mic inside see. the suit. Yes. It's just his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Honey's laugh is maybe the greatest laugh that exists. <laughs> <Did he? laughs> like, it's just like nervous, but like super excited. <laughs> like, everything is just so joyous and funny to him. And here's he's the like, thing: I just... whether,
0: whether they overdubbed that or not, that's the sound he was making inside of that. 100%. I guarantee it. That's just how he 100%. is. Now, the problem was is the 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 dog would get him down and then they just didn't know what to do from there. Uh, This sketch, I think, is saved by the fact like they're having costume issues where his head keeps rolling off and that's dangerous and they don't want to get the dog too riled up and the dog's not letting go of the guy's arm, of Pontius' arm. But there is the last moment when the dog goes for Pontius after he jumps over a hurdle, which, you know, they're trying to to increase it. And the dog goes straight for his face. Straight for his face and rips that that, that quote-unquote helmet head off, whatever it is. And um, then comes
1: like, like face to face, running right back at him. Yeah, like if he went there once, you're thinking he's gonna go there again, and that scared the shit out of me personally.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, I, you know, it was, it was scary. It had its moments, but this one in general, I think, fell flat because it there wasn't. You didn't even get much of a great reaction out of Pontius. I think you know in the in the credits to this episode, you see him with the the, the bunny hat on, riling up all the dogs inside their cages. Like, give me a bit more of that. I think they went straight yeah. to the sketch a bit too early, uh, especially knowing that they didn't get that great footage. But you know, I don't know. They I, I don't. I wanna... You
1: know what they needed to do is have two dogs and have Stevo and Pontius holding hands, running away. Amazing,
0: amazing. That right? would be perfect. That like that. that I just yes. was watching
1: the. Uh... I was just watching the – um, they had a, a Jackass version of Shark Week. It wasn't like th- – before they had a guy from Jackass on Shark Week. Right, this was right. like – they they took the concept of Jackass and threw it into there. And there was like Chris, Ponyas, Steve-O, and two other guys who I think are probably getting kind of part of the crew. One guy I recognize, this guy Jasper from uh, – he was from Loiter Squad. I hung out with like Tyler, the creator. They okay, had a TV cool. show. Funny guy. Um, and then this other guy named Poopies, who I really hope is in the new movie coming out, because this guy is like fucking Pontius's like older, dumber brother. Like That's he amazing. has that same vibe as Pontius, but he's just more washed up. He's not as good looking, but he's just as fucking. He's just like probably more of a party animal. Like he's like basically like me, me and you, Mikey. He's okay. like the me version. Of, he is to Pontius is what I am to you. And <laughs> take take what you um, want from that. Yeah, it's just like when I get to glimpse of like you said, those guys around animals and doing this shit. It's just like I, it doesn't get better for me. So I. I wish there was a little bit more to this one because it was a little bit of a letdown for me, but I appreciate the fear and danger factor of this.
0: Yeah, so what do you want to give it a rating out of uh, out of 10? 6-9 out of 10 because Bonnie is 6-9, baby. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I I agree with you. I think it was a little bit disappointing. I'm not quite as enamored by the Wild Boys, although I love them. I don't get that immediate uh, satisfaction just by seeing Pontius on stage or on on screen. Um, it does have that vibe of it's, it it seemed better in their head than the result that they got. And I can understand why. I'm giving this one a little bit higher than I, than I, I may have otherwise because of a line that Pontius uses when Johnny Knoxville's interviewing him. And good on Johnny knowing that things are a little bit, you know, Uh, low energy going in to ask Pontius some questions and kind of cue him up. And he says, are you nervous? And Pontius says, uh, (laughs) in a way, and Johnny Knoxville says, in what way? And he says, on the way that I'm about to get chased down by dogs. (laughs) like just like so what do you mean in a way like where where where's that coming from just really funny i really like that one i'm giving this one a straight up five out of ten could could have been better good premise uh but it didn't really go too far from there uh jay has gotten back to me on this one he's giving this one a secret life of pets out of a bug's life uh so that's a weird one uh but we're gonna go uh just put that one in there um and he makes a note to say what he, that one. what he loved most of secret life of pets the movie was uh was uh, uh louis ck's performance as the dog in uh, the first movie so do you w- do you know what jay's uh, favorite favorite uh painting is uh no what is it
1: it's uh it's a painting called brown spots on the wall by Hooflung Poo. <laughs> 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 it's so
0: bad but it's such a classic joke <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Um, speaking of classics, uh, we (laughs) round off, we round off the wild boys, uh, duo by cutting to a sketch that has Steve-O, uh, with a Manny and a pile of worms. Uh, and we're about to find out what they're going to get into Steve-O doing what he likes to call very straightforward, the worm trick, which if you uh, can't read between the lines, Steve-O loves snorting things. He snorts the shit out of this worm and brings it through his mouth. Uh, Chris, what what are you what are you thinking if you're Manny in this situation? Manny, obviously the, the nature guide. <laughs> I have that it literally in my notes. I I I there was a moment where Manny's
1: looking and it's like you could see into his brain where he's just like, I'm a nature like expert. Yes. I've been like before this, like I don't know if people know I he was like on Shark Week. He was like the first person to ride hammerhead sharks. He's like a very environmental, serious guy, but he's I think at this moment, he realized, like, what the hell am I doing with these 100%, guys right now? 100%. Is this going to screw up my legacy? And he later on, you know, goes to embrace it and actually probably makes him bigger than he would have been otherwise. But you, you just see that look in his eyes, like, what the fuck am I doing here right now?
0: Yeah. And he's got, he has that moment where, like, he's, it's like he's brought on as the expert. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to say, but Steve-O's like, can I get sick? He's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, these, they're not parasites, but these things live in the, dirt and the ground so you better have a good immune system and steve-o's like should i wash it off he's like yeah i was gonna say you should wash it off and then johnny knoxville from behind says no don't wash it off just go for it and manny looks like (laughs) well then what the fuck am i doing here like why am i just watching some weirdo snort a worm like how did i get here uh but steve-o regardless pulls no punches he shoves that worm in his nose and uses all the power of snorting things that he has learned throughout the course of his life this one made me fucking gag this one, oh, I felt too. your pain of watching like the 50 egg challenge or the eggnog challenge. This was goddamn gross because the thought of having something stuck in between your sinus oh. and your throat, this was a hard watch.
1: It's like when you wake up in the morning, and you got like phlegm and like you're trying to like, it's like half in your nose and half in your throat. and You're just trying to clear your throat and you get that gag because it's just kind of lingering over there. Oh, that. Yeah. The other thing too, I've, you know, we like to fish, Mikey. Yeah, you know, we do. We're big fisher people. Um, I've never seen a sketchier worm in my life. That worm was a fucking maniac.
0: It was so it was just like wild,
1: so wiggly, so thin and pointy and pokey. I was like, this guy's a. Pick a different worm, bro. But-
0: <laughs> that one the reason why he struggled so much to uh to snort it up is because that worm may as well have had arms and hands. It was just pushing yeah. his way out of Stevo's nostrils. <laughs> fucking doing well, the other that thing, worm dude- was doing bicep curls before Steve-O started to. Well, do you
1: think imagine what he was doing after being up in Steve-O's nose, oh, nose cavity? God. That fucking worm was probably high as fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's fucking probably that-, that worm went out there, went back into the, like that worm like you know, den or whatever you call it, where they have all the worms and started worm den, like a yeah. fucking multi-million dollar business. He talked to all the <laughs> other guys. It's like, I got a great, got a great idea for a new business plan over here. <laughs> fucking came up all these ideas. And yeah, he's, he's now the CEO of Wormville. <laughs> That's such he a fucking started stock there's market. So,
0: there's so much shit in, uh, in, uh, in, in Steve-O's nose. Uh, and he ends up, so he finally gets it done. He snorts it all up. He spent some time uh, trying to spit it out and uh, ends with the line. Oh,
1: that was <laughs> exhilarating.
0: <Emotion laughs> really exciting. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was being serious or he was uh, joking, but either way, I would have been exhilarated to have gotten that thing out of my sinuses. Uh, not much more. Were you, like you said, you were You were gagging a little. Were you also laughing or was this just a complete put-off?
1: Um, that's, that's a good question. Like, I don't... No, if i i don't think i was laughing like outside but i was finding it funny on the inside like i i yep. did really enjoy this sketch for everything that it was it but it put me off at the same time too i i i when i'm looking back i think of it as being really funny but i don't think i was feeling that in the moment when i was watching it i think i was yeah, just too preoccupied totally. with it being gross
0: so why don't you roll into your review then what did you think of this one out of ten
1: uh i'm gonna go an eight out of ten. Oh wow okay i know it seems a little high um it's an impressive thing. It's like the goldfish, but uh, way harder, way sketchier, yeah. way weirder. Um, not knowing how this is gonna go in the first place, like it's just—I I just would never want to have to do that. Yeah. And Steve O just steps up to the plate, and I, it just—it was just a weird, cool sketchy like it just had so much different dynamics to it so I, it was it was impressive let me just say that Fair. it was a very yeah. impressive thing so i got to give i got to give it the credit that it's due in my opinion
0: yeah i i get that i it is impressive you know kudos to stevo for doing something i'd never be able to do nor want to do but i'm finding out the more i watch these like early stevo doing these party trick things i just it doesn't land the same way it used to you know that i didn't love the goldfish one i didn't love this one i understand the appeal to it but now it just feels kind of gross, and there isn't that much charisma around the sketch itself. So I'm giving this one, you know, respect for for what it ends up being, but a six point nine out of ten for me. Uh, so a good a good one, but just not. Uh, I don't think. Like I think the difference between your score and my score, we probably feel the same way about it. But I just don't love the Steve O. Party trick sketch idea as much as 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 maybe you do. I know you you fucking love Steve-O, so I get that as yeah. well. Um, Jay's messaging me here, and uh, oh, just a seven out of ten, huh? Mm. So were those other ones just serious reviews he had, and we were just reading so. too much into it?
1: I mean, I just thought it seemed like too much of a coincidence, but I guess it, it was I guess it's seven, not. You know, we got to take everyone like that. Might be his most serious reviews he's ever done.
0: That honestly, it feels like it. Uh, he's, yeah, no. He sent me a picture of him holding up the number seven. He's he's actually tearing up. That's how serious he took this one. Oh, wow, wow.
1: He's not tearing up from the stench from the from uh,
0: from the, from the, the overspill in in Alberta. <laughs> Um, well, that that uh, takes us to the end of this episode. Uh, what a good start to season two. I think it shows that we're on the track for uh, just a whole different tone compared to what we had in season one. In my opinion, a little bit of a step back compared to the movie. I know, Chris, you were talking about how season two is even better than the movie. I like that higher production value. I think I'm a little bit of a sucker for that. But overall, thoughts on this episode, Chris, where, 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 do, you, where do you think this one stands? I, I th-
1: it's definitely the best episode for sure like without question if you ask me yeah um and i liked you know i have a slow like a low attention span so i i like you know the movies are really good but i also like being able to like come in come out it was quick you know like we just ripped through these these ratings we talked a lot about a few of them we spent some good time talking about a few of them but it just had that good pack like pack for the punch punch for the
0: it packs a good so punch is dumb. one way you it could say it. It packs a good it. punch, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, fair enough, whatever. <laughs> or bang <laughs> for your you buck. I mean, you could you could say that one as well. I think I was maybe trying to
1: confuse the two of those <laughs> I ones. Think that's or not what trying exactly to. It. I think I got com- I can't speak Chris, today, man. Holy happening?
0: shit. You know can what? I believe
1: I got to go to work after this and serve food to a bunch of people? Well, this is I feel be, bad
0: uh... for anyone who is going to be, uh, you know, they better say their order two or three times and then double check the bag before leaving. Uh, and look, yeah. we can say it two or three times uh, that we are so appreciative of you coming back and listening to us. That about rounds it up. Uh, in terms of plugs, you can reach us jackasspod at gmail.com. You can find me at retrograde Mikey on Twitter or at jackasspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Chris, Chris, this was fun. I miss Jay. Can't wait to have him back. But uh, God damn it, guys. Uh, thanks once again. And we're looking forward to finishing off season two alongside you. So with that, bye. I'm Mike. Bye. Aaron. I'm Jason
1: Whalewood.
0: <laughs> I like poo. Oh, you joined us. Jay's back. Jay, how was your trip? Oh, I was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Jackass. <laughs> By Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!
1: This was a Press X for Sound audio production.